I feel like some baby Christians feel like it is their mission in life to judge non-believers in the same standard as regular Christians. Yeah. And so I think, you know, you just kind of explaining that is huge. Oh, now let me, uh, I, let me give an example. I'm so huge on practicality and an example. Yes. So here is how you would pronounce a sentence on someone. Someone, let's just say, this is, this is how you judge in the biblical standard of the word. Sarah makes me angry and she does something to me that I don't like. And so instead of walking in love and walking in forgiveness, I choose to get offended and she doesn't deserve my presence anymore. So I'm not going to speak to her for two weeks. I just judged Sarah. I pronounced a sentence on her that because she wronged me, she doesn't deserve me talking to her anymore. So I withhold my relationship from her. We do this all the time with spouses. We get mad and you know what I'm saying? That's judging. When you research and, okay. and, and look at the topic, that is like, this is what you deserve. The punishment Sarah deserves because of what she did is you don't deserve to speak to me. So I'm going to come into church and, uh, and I'm going to put my head up and I'm going to give you the cold shoulder and I'm going to walk right by you and I ain't going to speak to you. That's pronouncing judgment. That's putting yourself in the seat of God and saying that Sarah's offense, even though it was a real offense, right. it was a true offense and Sarah was really wrong. That was that example would be me saying move over god let me put myself in your judgment seat and punish sarah for you <sighs> vengeance is mine saith the lord we are not we are not to take his seat and do what only god can do that's a dangerous spot to be it's a very dangerous spot to be so that covers uh judgments okay so that was uh, number six let's let's go on and let's see what number seven is first corinthians two Verses 4 and 6. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of power. Yet we do not speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Wait a minute. I've, yet we do speak wisdom. I thought like, something didn't sound right. Yet we do speak wisdom <laughs> among those who are mature. So he speaks wisdom to those who are mature. A wisdom, however, that's not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. So Paul couldn't preach the message of the gospel in words of wisdom to the babes. So he had to preach it with demonstrations. What were the demonstrations? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Right. Miracles and signs and wonders are to those who can't believe. So babes couldn't understand the word, so Paul had to demonstrate it. He couldn't just preach it in the wisdom of men. And so um, mature believers don't need miracles to believe, to okay. walk in faith. and They don't need signs and wonders to believe or to have faith in God's word that God's word is true and if God said it I believe it so mature Christians don't have to see it to believe it but a baby Christian does not have the faith to simply take God at his word so a baby Christian number seven ha they have a, they have to see it to believe it so it's like doubting Thomas like would it be fair to say that it's like someone being like God if this is, might be a totally different topic, so just correct me if I'm wrong. But being like, God, if you're real, like, you know, if you want me to do this, make this happen. That's or fleecing. like, Yeah, and so we, I know um, 
pastor or you know talked about that and the difference between what you know like what fleecing actually is and why we as christians should not do it should not do it look that up it's on our uh podcast podcast. accounts (laughs) really that's really um i mean don't get fleeced is the title yeah don't get don't get fleeced really really eye-opening about how christians are like god if you are gonna do this or show me the way you know i'm gonna lay this out for you to do this genie cocoa puffs roll me you know yeah i don't gamble roll me sevens whatever that's gambling with god yeah so go look that up don't get fleeced is the title of that uh message but it's like you know god if you're real show me this if you're a mature i mean a baby christian and so you get stuck because if it doesn't happen then you're like well well, no, I can't God's trust God. Real. God. Don't you don't think for a second that you can't try to put out a fleece and Satan answer it. Well, yeah. They're dangerous, and we won't get into that that topic. So Go look up that message. So, it's so good. And this is why a baby Christian can't trust God because they don't know his character. Well, yeah, it's like a new relationship with someone. Yes. Like, I can be like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, my favorite color is red. That's a safe thing I can share with mm-hmm. you. But mm-hmm. I don't know your character yes. yet yes. when I first get to know you. So I'm not going to let you in on everything. Exactly. But and that's how it is with God. So because we don't know him, we don't trust his character. We haven't taken the time to get in the word and learn about God for ourselves and learn the most important things about God that he said in his word. I've never right. left you I have, and I never will. He will never leave me nor forsake me. That he loves me. That right. he cast all of my sins into the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember them against us again. He doesn't keep a mental record or a written record of my sins. He is love. He uh, he works all things to the good for those that mm-hmm. love the Lord. I mean, he's merciful. He's compassionate. I mean, you've got to learn all of the things about his right. character. And so that way when you go through a trial or you go through something hard, a baby Christian doesn't have the foundation to have faith because the yeah. Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So a baby Christian doesn't operate in faith because they haven't put enough of the word in. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. You've got to listen to some podcasts like you're doing right now. Go to church and get the word of God in you and what? hear the word preached from the pulpit. You've got to you know, open your Bible up every day, every day, even Sunday. Just because you're going to church doesn't mean it's to get out of Bible hey. free. Read my Bible free card. You go <laughs> and you get your Bible out and you read the word of God every single day of your life because you can't have life without God. You, We are never to be dependent on our own. We're so always supposed to be, I mean, independent. We're supposed to be completely dependent on on Christ and I need his word every day so because I I, we don't get the word in us a baby Christian can't grow in faith they have a measure of faith you're given a measure of faith when when you're born and into born again as a new believer in Christ you say yes to Jesus you immediately get a measure of faith but that faith has to grow just like as a baby Christian we have to grow mature in the in the word and the faith will grow as the maturity in the word of God grows as you grow up in Christ and like this might be you know just like a real baby you had to feed it healthy things and things that are appropriate for its age and you know appropriate for it to be healthy and so for baby christians it's so important by reading your word like you're saying going to church yes um being connected (laughs) in a body of christ we both look at the camera at the same time because we know i think i'm don't i'm pretty sure the new statistic is 1.5 church going christians now only go one church going bible believing christians now according to barna if i'm correct on this if i remember the stat correctly go to church 1.5 times a month yeah so it's not even twice a month no and so like what's up with that 
It, you should want to be in church. We need, don't forsake, not the assembling together of one another. We right. have an epidemic in America of believers skipping out on assembling together and going after God together. Well, yeah, because it's, you know, it's more convenient to it watch it online, yeah. listen to it online, you know, listen to the songs you want to hear on your sound, your Spotify account, yeah. you know, things like that. So it's so important as a baby Christian or someone new to the faith, you know, that you're feeding yourself appropriately to grow yes and so um you know just to kind of make that connection there yeah so number number eight eight. yeah number eight ephesians chapter 4 verses 9 through 15 this is in the new living translation now these are the gifts christ gave to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and teachers their responsibility is to equip god's people to do his work and build up the church the body of christ now would you look at this uh um how we're just talking about going to church right yep. this is uh, this is such a god thing because the very next it just flows right into i'm just i'm reading you the bible and he's telling you that he gave the gifts of christ to the church the apostles the prophets evangelists pastors and teachers those people that you go sit under and that mm-hmm. you listen that teach you that feed you that's their responsibility that's why we go to church because they're supposed to be equipping us god's people to do god's work and to build up the church, church. the body of christ because we get shot down we get tore down we get fiery darts of the enemy. Yep. We have temptation. We go through life and we come in broken, busted, disgusted. And then we get a word and and, and we get in the presence of God and we get equipped and we get built up again mm-hmm. by the word of God, by the presence of God. And we need that weekly refueling. Yes. We need that time in our small groups. I'm going to just keep going on and on about that. And so he says next in verse 13, this will continue. Going to church, sitting under mm-hmm. your, your preachers, your teachers, your apostles, your prophets and evangelists, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, there's that knowing His character, that we will be mature in the Lord. Measuring up, I love this, to the full and complete standard of Christ. What? Right. You mean to be a mature believer? Does that, and you had know you've attained maturity when you measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ. You want to know the standard of Christ? Go back and listen to the podcast on love. Yeah, it's ooh, ooh, ooh. that's the full standard. <laughs> so you may be sitting there scratching your head, going, "Oh, I think I'm still a baby." I, Seriously, I, I mean, I'm still, you know, struggling with offenses and unforgiveness, and you know, I'm still complaining, and I'm I deal with jealousy. I think I'm still a baby. You know, the fullness of God, we would measure up to the God's standard. The standard of Christ is love your Lord your God with all your strength, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, yeah. and love your neighbor as yourself. That's His standard. Then, only then, will we no longer be immature like children. Ooh, we won't be tossed. And blown about by every wind of new teaching. And there's a lot. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, boy, is there a lot. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Just because you hear something don't mean it's true. Or read it on Facebook. Or, yep. Or it's just because if it's online doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's true. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Here's the other thing. Jesus never beat a sheep. No. And pastors... Evangelists, myself included, we should not never no. beat up sheep. You do not beat. We speak the truth in love, growing. Here's that word, growing, 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 growing in every way, more and more like Christ. 
So I love what uh, the New King James Version says, grow up in Christ. Yeah. Boy, it's, it's so much more direct. We, we got to grow up. He expects us to grow up. So number eight. This, this another symptom uh, of, uh, of a baby Christian is being easily caught up in the belief systems of the world and being influenced with clever lies that sound like the truth. Not being able to, to distinguish the truth from lies. Getting so easily tossed and moved about by every other theology, doctrine, religion out there. So a baby Christian will take pieces of this religion and pieces of that religion yeah. and a little bit of that theology and a little bit of that and then they'll mix it all up in a mixing bowl and formulate their own Christ- form of Christianity. Ooh. And God calls that spiritual adultery. Dang. <laughs> when you put that, put we're, that term on it. We're, we're just going to sit there and let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he got so mad at the children of Israel for. They kept going out and they kept, they kept practicing and pa- worshiping the pagan gods. And practicing the pagan principles. And God was furious with them for committing adultery on him and worshiping other gods. You can't mix the, uh, the religions in with Christianity. No. You can't take pieces of this and pieces of that. He says, don't add anything to his word in Revelation. The last thing he says, and don't take anything away from it. That's why well, you better know what you're getting into. You better understand that some things, some, some religions out there that claim to be a religion are nothing but a cult. It is satanic, and you got to stay away from that stuff. You better guard your soul and guard your mind and guard your spirit and only put in yourself the Word of God or else you're going to be easily deceived and, 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 and right. pulled away. That's what apostasy is. You'll be so easily pulled away from the true biblical foundation of Christianity. That's right. called apostasy. You'll start walking away from what you know to be true. And you don't, and you don't know what is real and what is the truth unless you read and study for yourself yes. the word because you've even hit on this before is that you can grow up being taught one thing mm-hmm. and believing it die hard but unless you study and you pray and you ask for yourself to show for God to show you who his true character is you can be easily you know um, entertained into thinking one way about God and oh, yeah. Christianity yeah. and so I think it's huge we just keep saying this read the word and know it for yourself because you can have revelations about who God is and then you could be stuck in something like a cult and you know and be like oh wait that is totally not what the Bible says to do yeah so I you know just once again just hitting on read your word yourself. <laughs> 